As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be. Oh man, it's eight o'clock. And so that'll make it a. I don't need the spotlight. I shine just fine. Hi, I'm Karma, and yes, I am a bitch. Brav Bros. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brav Bros, your favorite podcast from the bros for everybody. For whoever wants to listen, I am your co-host, Steel Russell, joined, as always, by the one and only Shooty Magooty. Shoot. <laughs> Starting off with a funny one, I guess. Well, I'm fine. Everything's fine. We're fine. Everything's fine. Um, we've got a note for uh, all the sickos, all the, all the scumbags that are tuning in this week. Just to hear me and Steel cry, it's not going to happen. No. You know what? We're over it. I'm definitely not over it. I'm still very much <laughs> under it. Um, I'm working through it, though. You know, it was tough. I will say probably the, my highlight of the Super Bowl was the amount of our listeners that messaged us and commented and simply asking if we're okay, saying that they're not even football fans, yep. but they were rooting for the birds. We had people in different countries that don't watch football saying that they were birds fans on Sunday. So like that whole response was pretty cool. It took something that was like really, really shitty. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's kind of sweet. At least we have support. I mean, there was obviously some other people that were not as cool and fuck you guys. But other than those select few, it was, it was a nice response. No, yeah, you're right. Um... It was one of those things that I can't believe that I was even thinking about it. Well, I was thinking about it before the game. Um, you know, what was I going to tweet out from the Bravo's account that night? And I decided to just wait a day. You know, I was quite intoxicated Sunday, and it went from happiness to just complete misery. And I was good, honestly. Monday, obviously very hungover, tweeted out, you know, give us some space. And like you said, there was a lot of people that were like, feel for you. Hope you guys have a good week after all this and all that shit doesn't really help but it, i guess it made us feel a little bit better and i was good honestly really i was good i had my cathartic like all right great season we're good and then i saw jason kelsey oh yeah crying i, I was like fuck me i'm depressed again but you know what we're, it's a work in progress we're getting there it's a work in progress and what other people that are not philly fans need to realize is this is what we live with all the time we got yeah, a six or season now yeah. now we got another one to let us down probably in a couple of months but we'll see it's what they do our our teams will get very far and build up our hopes and dreams and make us feel untouchable mm -hmm. and then break our hearts yeah. and that's what being a philadelphia fan is I'd like to say that we're used to it but it still God, it sucks hurts. every time it really does but moving on from that have you watched jenny and georgia no no, I just, I flew through you. Oh, um, we just started season. it. We just started it. Yeah, so they, they did the first half thing, so six episodes now, six episodes later. Okay. Um, it's great TV, honestly. I hated it when it first started. I'm like, this is stupid. Growing on you? Yeah, no. Now I'm like, for what it is, this is so fun. I, I where I am. We watched the first episode today, actually. I, I liked it. I like that they're going in a different direction. It's more like a murder mystery, which is kind of fun. I like that a lot. Um. But real quick, because I'm sure we have listeners that watch Jenny and Georgia, mm -hmm. so you'll appreciate this because it, it's one of those things that I know it's TV, but the attention to details, you know, like when they blatantly fuck something up, I'm like, why? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. So the town's up in arms about the school budget like mm -hmm. for the majority of both seasons. Like the school mm -hmm. budget, for whatever reason, is a big fucking deal to this town. Okay? Yeah. So they're allocating funds because... Georgia's marrying the mayor and like they're going through this whole thing where they're allocating the funds. They need to cut back on the school budget because they need money for other stuff. The theater department in this school, 
when I tell you, first of all, the kids are the most talented kids in the world. We haven't seen a cast like this since like high school musical, but it's not a musical thing. Wow. Second, their director slash choreographer clearly knows his shit. Like this guy can't be cheap. And third, the set design is that of Broadway. So I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, well, hold on. What the fuck are these parents paying for? If this is what the and tax money is the going to. budget? Honestly. I don't, the school, at least half of the school budget is going to these plays. And yeah. it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. So if you're a Ginny and Georgia fan, pay attention to the play. Because it, it, if you need more money for the school, run a normal school performance. You don't have to blow it out the yeah, door for this. People coming in and buying tickets from everywhere. But maybe. But may, yeah. maybe it's like their main, like. Profit stream? I don't know. Maybe the tickets are expensive, but it just pissed me off. I'm like, okay, well, you can't ask for more money if this is what you're spending it on. Well, like honestly, costumes, they have like real leather. I'm like, you can't wear real leather costumes in a play at school. That's crazy. I don't think, first off, I don't think I've ever heard you make a reference to High School Musical before. Oh, I, I know the first one verbatim because Riley was, my sister Riley, was like, 11 i think at the time okay. so it was on repeat okay. i mean repeat i could i could right. i was gonna say that, movie. that goes to show you the people that were like stick to what you guys know reality tv not sports <laughs> i was like oh this is starting to fucking add up i guess yeah. this is our lives well, now. this is our life this is this is what we chose to do it's what we want to do oh for a long God. time so welcome shooter to the yep, rest of your here. life but let's <laughs> get into it um Little Rose and Thorn, and there's obviously a, a major thorn that we're both sharing this week but well and I'm going to start out with my thorn, all right? Because this one, this one made me mad. And, like, the thing about this week, of all weeks, if you chose to come at us, like, I was not in the mood, mm-hmm. okay? I'm usually not in the mood. You have to pull me back sometimes from uh, over-responding to comments I don't like. But this one pissed me off a lot. Okay. I only yeah. went back twice, all right? I only went back twice. But uh, it was on TikTok, and it's from the Andy video. And we said last week, like, we don't hate Andy. We've never said we hate Andy. Like, we just have qualms with Andy at certain points, and we call him out on it. You hate Andy? No. No, I don't. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around. I don't know. I'm all over the fucking place, but I just now realized that when we do the Rose and Thorn, I usually look at, like, videos that we posted in the last week. I, it never even occurred to me to go Oh, back well, here's the thing. Because there are more comments compiling. Oh, I yeah. I see it now, like, with, like, Twitter notifications, I'll see somebody comment on something from, like, six months ago, and I'm like, yo. Get with the times. We're yeah. not talking about Dorit anymore. Well, since like I run the TikTok, I get the TikTok yeah, notifications. No, yeah, so like people is... will comment on shit from like seven months ago. Jesus. All right. But this one came back from the Andy video. And I'm not going to read the name because you don't deserve the credit. He goes, what we're not going to do is have two straight guys attack Andy. Y'all need to sit down. I responded. Now nah, we'll probably stay right here. He responded. Well, what's not going to happen is two cis straight men trying to tear down one of the most prominent gay men on television just because he doesn't like your fave. Replied one more time, and I just said, we don't have faves. We also like Andy. We comment when we disagree. Glad to see you're so open-minded. Like I said, we're going to stay right here. <laughs> because, like, dude. I love your interactions on. with trolls, though. Like, it's I just like... can't. Like, dude, like, first of all, I hate the fact that he started both with what we're not going to do and what. Well, first off, he called us straight. Then the second time, he called us cis straight. So yeah. I do wonder what the third level would be of that. Um, really only speculate. What was the one last week? Cishet? Cishet. So cishet straight. Cishet straight. Oh, kind of redundant. I don't know. I just want to know what the third level of that is. But 
Yeah, your interactions with the trolls always make me laugh. Why? Because you get so offended. I'm not, I'm not offended. It's more just like if you hit me with a bad comment at the right moment, like mm-hmm. if I'm in a mood, I'm like, well, fuck you. Like I, yeah, that's and fair. this one just pissed me off. And it's honestly, it's his phrasing just because he started the first one off with what we're not going to do. And then he goes, well, what's not going to happen? Like, we get it. You're trying to sound tough. You also don't probably sound probably one tough. of the guys early on that was like, I got to be on this show, man. I've got a lot of opinions. It's like, fuck you. Yeah. And this is why you're not on the show. Yeah. But anyway, um, on to my rose. And my rose is from Twitter. And I like this one because it was not in response to any of our posts. It wasn't in response to anything. It was just the morning after the Super Bowl. And at Missy Pink 5 comments, at Brav Bros. Checking in on the Brav Bros after last night. I'm from New York and kind of rooted for the Eagles for you guys. The fact that somebody like took the time to wake up and go, fuck, I need to check on those guys. Like You were right to check on us, first of all. And second off, thank you. It was really sweet. It is really sweet. And we got a lot of that after uh, the NFC Championship game. People were just, they weren't tagging us in anything. They were just you know tweeting out there. Somebody check on the Brav Bros because they may have like partied too hard the night before. It's like, yeah, all right. We appreciate that too. A little <laughs> wellness check. So that'll bring me right into my rose we're going to start off with. Because it, it works exactly with what you just did. And this is from Giselle Stylist. Hey, I wonder if she's actually her stylist. I hope so. She said, I'm so sorry about... I don't know what this is also. It's quote-unquote quote unquote the, the birds. Yeah, people did that all day. I don't know. That's not a quote-unquote It's all like, sorry is. about your quote-unquote birds. It makes it's it like, seem disingenuous. And yeah, now I'm like, I, do you know what we're talking about? Probably not. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry about the birds. The Rob Bros had my entire family rooting for the Eagles. I'm a diehard FSU Seminole and transplant Chicago Bears fan, and I was rooting for Philly just as hard. Never thought I'd wear teal, which we were midnight green, but midnight I guess, yeah, teal, whatever. It's, it's, close it's, enough. A, it's close enough. Yeah, it's, it's the thought that counts. It's the sentiment. I'll take it. Um, so that was really nice. It made me feel a little bit better about misery. Um, and then your thorn came in to rip you down again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I, unfortunately, there were a lot of thorns this week. People seemed to think that we were like staking a, taking a really hard stance on Teresa versus Melissa. We were not. And all we were doing was just discussing, and you idiots went through there <laughs> and were like, fuck you guys. Melissa had to go through hell for 15 years, or absolutely, you got to take Teresa's side. It's like we were just discussing the sides. Like, I, God damn. I think the more surprising thing to me was how split it was. It seemed to be like right down the middle. Yeah. No, that's actually a pretty good point. Um, and one of those that came through, and this one actually pisses me off. And look, like we get this for a lot of the shows. But Jersey, like, I've watched a lot of Jersey, and you've watched a good amount of Jersey. I already like, know which one you're going to say. And it's just from someone that just said, these guys need to watch back a few seasons. We've been fucking watching yeah, the show. Why? Like, uh, we don't claim to watch from the beginning for a lot of these shows. Like, that's kind of why our opinions and our input on these shows is pretty genuine. And it's a fresh take for a lot of people. And I think a lot of people appreciate that. I don't fucking know. But... This is something that we've watched a lot of. Like, I'm pretty knowledgeable on Jersey because before even watching it, like, I would hear other people talk about it because yeah. it's a premiere show and it's also close to home. And we also know a lot of people from Jersey and we're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But <laughs> this is like, that one kind of pissed me off because we actually do watch that. So, yeah, we did watch the last few seasons. And again, we weren't even taking a hard stance oh, on it. I we know. were just saying, hey, it's fucking wild to see Teresa apologize. It's wild to see her not scream and yell at somebody and like flip a table in yeah. their face. Has she turned she, a new leaf? She's swallowing her tongue when she's talking, like before even saying anything. She's sitting there completely straight faced and talking about like a new path. 
It's crazy to it's me. It's wild. So it's like a new person. So we talked about that. Yeah. Which what Get that's what it. we do here. We talk about these things. So like I was right there. With, I saw someone else say like, yeah, these guys sound like newbies or something. It's like first of all, it's the premise of the show is us diving into this shit. But like Shooter said, we are somewhat knowledgeable on Jersey, and we were just reviewing the scene. Exactly. But anyway. But there was there was one that pissed me off, and this is probably the one that you thought it was. You're scraping the bottom of the barrel trying to find something positive about Teresa. How about having an independent thought and not trying to please the toxic fandom to gain views? Well, if we were doing that, it was split down the middle, so we could have picked either side if we were picking a side, which we didn't. I, it's, it, yeah, that one just kind of pissed me off, too, because it's like, all right, this guy, I even looked at it, and I'm like, not engaging with this guy, because I looked at his replies, and he was going after, like, athletes, musicians, if they said something, he just put, like, a troll comment out there, like, this dude gets off on trying to get somebody to, like, bait, or trying to bait somebody into talking to him, it's like, nah, well, it's a good thing that you kicked alert. me off of Twitter, yeah, the next day I would have seen that, like, nah, we'll stay right here, buddy, and then, like, 15 more messages, like, dude, he's got seven followers, leave alone, better. yeah, you have, better. you have, all right, but let's get to the news, and we got some more drama coming out with Brandy. And it seems to be getting worse and worse for her. So I guess at some point in the night, one of the producers, she went up to him and said, like, do you want to fuck me later, more or less? Which, whoa. Yeah. And I guess they tried to sweep it for a while. They were trying to not, I guess she knows the producer and they were acting like, oh, she was just joking. But I think it got a little more, a little more uncomfortable than that. Mm -hmm. And then it comes out that I guess the whole thing that happened between her and Caroline was in a bathroom, like not on camera, not anything like that. And she like tried to touch her in multiple places, like just really gross, bad, bad allegations yeah. that if any of these are true, like she's done, done. Like yeah. You can't come back and yeah. you shouldn't be able to come back if those are true. No, and I fully agree. And am I surprised by this? Not really, because we watched her. What was the butler's name? Marco? Marco. Yeah, we watched her with like Marco talking about that, like trying to get his shirt off and shit. And at the time, it was like, oh, okay. And, like, people liked it. And I'm like, that's fucking weird. But I think you commented on the show. About yeah, I, I absolutely did because I, I thought it was fucking bizarre. But, yeah, no, you're, you're completely right. If, this, if there's any truth to all of these things, any which of there's these a things, lot really. of these things, then she's got to be done. And whatever tape they might have with her in, maybe she pops up or she was planning on popping up in Beverly Hills or OC or whatever. They're just going to have to scrub the whole thing. Just yep. whack it. Whack her. She's, she's not worth it. She's not polarizing enough. She's not fun enough. I don't care. Just get, it, get rid of her. I agree. I agree. And up next, um, I know we said we wouldn't talk about it until it came back around because we needed a break. But there's been a lot of stuff with Kyle in the media recently. And one thing stuck out to me. In Hollywood Life, she was quoted saying that she wants the show to be more fun. And I know we talked about her previously saying that her all-star team would somehow now include Sutton and Garcelle. Yeah. She's now saying, like, I just want it to be fun again. Is this false hope for you? Or is this, like, maybe a glimmer of hope that maybe we can move past what we went through with this last season? If I'm being entirely honest, That's I, what I pay you for. <laughs> fully over. Like, I'm, I'm good with Beverly Hills right now. You just don't want it. No, no, no. I, I want it back. Oh, yeah, me too. Okay, I'm that's fine. Weird. I'm like actually oh, kind of happy that it's coming. Like they're yeah, filming again. I'm like, cool. This is great. I'm actually a little excited for the new dynamics. Like I've even been seeing pictures and like videos of Erica walking around talking about whatever. And I'm like, 
fuck yeah, Erica. Yeah, what are you like, talking about? <laughs> and also, all these dickheads who are out here saying, like, we don't, we don't go after, like, or we go after Erica too hard, and we don't go after this person or whatever. I actually saw a video of Erica last week where a paparazzi guy was talking to her about Tom, and she's like, I'm just not ready to talk about it. And then she's like, I, I just said what I said. I'm not ready to talk about it. I'm like, fuck yeah, Erica. Yeah, Good you shouldn't you. have to. And you know what? Last year, we ripped her. But last season was insufferable. If, you know, we've got no Rinna just stirring up dumb shit, I'm actually kind of looking forward to it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm starting to get there, too. I think I'm, I'm getting ready for the new dynamics. I think it will be an, a much more interesting show without Rinna in there. Mm-hmm. I think that Diana's not coming back either, right? No, she's, no. So I think that with this new crew, and if they are focused on at least attempting to have more fun, not yeah. attempting to ruin each other's lives, then we're in for a much better season. But now, do you think that Beverly Hills is kind of like Philly sports, where we're getting our hopes up, and then we're just going to get crushed again? Well, it's us, so yeah. Definitely. Okay, all right, cool. Uh, we're we're only set up for failure here. <laughs> <laughs> but two more quick things, and um, the first one, we got to say au revoir to Captain Lee is hanging it up. I don't know if he was forced out by Bravo. I don't know if it's a health decision on his part. I don't know if the health decision was used against him to Hopefully kind of get him not. out of there. I hope not. But look, he's been a, like a staple in Bravo for yeah. a long time. Great run. Yeah, it's been a hell of a run. So, Captain Lee, we salute you, buddy. Maybe we can get you on the show one day. Yeah, that'd be great. It'd be kind of fun. We'd have to wear like a Captain Lee shirt. Oh, I thought you were going to wear, like, here. yacht gear. I was going to no, get, like, No, no, no. We have to wear hat. one of his, like, signature shirts. Like, go. Oh, like, like a good. Tommy Bahama shirt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get some loafers, too. Yeah, we have to dress like Cap. I think he'll appreciate it. I think he's a dude that maybe Oh, retired. I don't know. I think he, he's a no-bullshit kind of guy. He might yeah, not be into it. he's retired now. He might, you know, maybe he'll just flip a switch and just be full-on Tommy Bahama guy. Do, like, the Andy Reid, like, the short-sleeve Hawaiian shirt at all times, like, fully unbuttoned. And he's just, like, ready to enjoy life. I guess we'll have to find out. We'll start working on that. But the last thing, we are two days away from Jen Shaw entering prison. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's it. I'm not talking about it anymore, but that's just a statement of fact. Smell you later. Yeah. Enjoy. Six and a half years. Maybe they'll put uh, Salt Lake on hiatus after next year, (laughs) and then you can come back. But we are currently in a season of premieres. A lot of things have been coming out. And we obviously have to review all of them, but after watching Summer House, I don't think we have to dive that far into this. There's no. one thing that we need to talk about, but other than that, like I don't feel the need to recap the whole thing. No, I mean, they, after watching this, the episode, it's like, there's some people there that are worth keeping around in some capacity, and the rest of them, like, I don't really care. No, I think it's, you know, but let's dive right in. So, the main issue in the house is Lindsay and Carl and Kyle. Mm-hmm. Okay, like that seems to be the center focus. And it's pretty much focused, I think, around Lindsay and Carl. So how do you feel about like the Maya thing? All right, so like I guess they were on Family Feud out in LA. And yeah. then afterwards, she hit him up like, hey, let's go smoke some weed. Yeah. Lindsay lost her shit and like went off on Maya saying that she wanted to bang Carl and like she's overstepping. And I like, think she did. I mean, we watched last season. It, I never really got the idea i mean like never, maya, not once yeah like it, i just never really understood it and maya's like trying to kind of ingratiate herself or trying to ingratiate herself with this crew still like she was new last year she was fun but she didn't really do a whole lot so she's just trying to be friends i think like i don't really think it's that big of a deal but i'm not surprised that Lindsay flipped out because that's like her personality i'm not surprised at all 
but I thought it was super shitty when Maya, first of all, I thought it was sketchy that Paige was like, you should go talk to Carl, Mm -hmm. not go talk to Lindsay. Yeah. I thought that was a little shady. Could be Paige just trying to stir up some shit. She does that. I know. It might be like, oh, go talk to Carl about it. Uh I don't know. But Carl's response to this whole thing was terrible. Yeah. She goes and sits him down and has this conversation. She's like, look. And first off, I thought that Carl felt scorned that he hadn't talked to her in a while. He's like, I haven't talked to you since L.A. And she's like, well, yeah, because Lindsay made it pretty clear I mm-hmm. should not talk to you because I'm overstepping because I want to hook up with you at some point. Carl's like, oh, I, I never heard that. But instead of being like, you know what, there, there's so many different ways he could have went about this, mm-hmm. and he picked the worst way just to be a total dick about it. He's like, you know, I, I'm in a relationship now. I'm trying to respect her boundaries. So, like, I, I don't know what to tell you pretty much. Like, fuck you. Yeah, I, that's. I just don't understand it. I mean, he could have also just been like, look, I didn't know about any of this. Pretty much what you just said. Why don't you go talk to Lindsay about it and squash it? Because we have to fucking live together most of the summer. Yeah. Let's not have this be a huge issue. But I don't really understand. I kind of want to talk about the Lindsay and Carl relationship. We'll get into that. But in this situation, yeah, just go tell Maya to go talk to Lindsay squash the beef, figure out what it is. And look, if Lindsay wants to hold on to it the whole summer because she does that, let her do that. But at least you get to say your piece and then you can go back and tell Paige and whoever, hey, I talked to Lindsay. She's not letting it go, but fuck it, whatever. I don't care because this is what she does. Exactly. Like that's all you have to do. I guess if you're Maya in that situation too, you kind of have to use your brain and be like, look, Lindsay flipped out when I tried to text Carl to see if he wanted to smoke. I can't now go back to Carl when I've got the issue with Lindsay, like she's just going to see me as like skirting around her. Let me go talk to Lindsay about it. So that everybody's wrong in this situation. I think the big overlying factor of this is I don't really give a shit. Oh, I don't fucking care. It sucks. I don't care. I didn't care about the whole episode. Uh-huh. I was texting you during it like this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. This is stupid. So here's my big thing with Lindsay and Carl. All right. If you are happy in your relationship and if you guys are moving forward with your life, that's fine. Go do that. No one's rooting against you guys. No one, even Kyle, like he wants you guys to be successful. He's saying that he's been checked out. Like Carl's been MIA with Loverboy and all these other things. So that's not the problem. And they seem to think that that's the problem. The problem is just because you've turned this new leaf, all right, and now you're in a loving relationship with a guy that you really care about does not mean that you're suddenly better than everybody else in the house, Mm -hmm. Carl. Just because you're now sober, and this is coming from a sober person, just because you're now sober and in a loving relationship that you're excited for, and you're not doing these crazy things anymore, does not mean that you suddenly get to be a dick about it. Yeah. You know what you're walking into, right? Like, it's the summer house. There's going to be loud music. There's going to be parties. You don't have to sit there when Kyle's setting up the speaker and make passive-aggressive comments about it. That's fucking stupid. And have your back turned the entire time. Right. Then for Lindsay to say that the text message from... Maya talking about weed was problematic because of his sobriety when that's not the reason that you gave to Maya. Mm -hmm. You told Maya it's because she was overstepping and she wanted to hook up with your guy. Mm -hmm. Which one is it? Because those are two very different things and you can't fucking use sobriety as like a weapon or a, a way for you to be like, oh, well, you were messing with his sobriety. So of course I stepped in. That's not what we heard. That's yeah. not what Maya said. That's a really good point. Yeah, and it's fucking ridiculous. And the last thing I'll say on it, I'm, I'm being sensitive here because Carl's gone through a lot, and yeah. he's having a hard time yeah. staying sober. And I, I respect that. I appreciate that. Like, it's hard. No, that's a good point. And I just think that the show overall, just to kind of touch on the Carl-Kyle dynamic that's going on here, it, it's kind of funny because, like, we watch these shows with a bit of a different perspective now. After talking to a couple people, 
like Chris, you know, we talked to Sutton, Crystal, sure. talking about like the filming process and the editing and everything. And like when I sit there and like I'll watch it with Colleen and like we'll talk about things. She even said, like, do you think that Carl and Lindsay are really that disgusting of a relationship to watch? Like overbearing and annoying as hell and they think that they're better? Or do you think that Bravo's producing is just kind of playing up the whole Carl Kyle thing? I think there's a lot there with the Carl Kyle thing. I really do think that maybe Carl just needs to step away from Loverboy to let his relationship and friendship with Kyle flourish again. Because I think that the, the dynamic of working with your best friend who owns, or I guess owns part of the company, runs the company, and you're below him, he expects a lot out of you as a friend, and he expects a lot out of you as an employee. So it's kind of tough to break between the two, especially when you have that past that Carl has where he was just hammered at these parties, going to see clients and then not showing up to work the next day, not doing any work. And Kyle stood by him because he was his friend. Like that whole relationship working is just, it's not working. No, it's not. So maybe you do need to just in a productive way, sit with Kyle and just be like, hey man, I'm kind of checked out on this. I just don't think that this is a good fit for me anymore. I think it's kind of straining our friendship. I think I'm going to take a step away and go do something else with my career. Kyle would understand. Like he might be butthurt a little bit because he's like, dude, like I stuck by you, whatever. Kyle is kind of annoying. But at the end of the day, like if you guys want to be friends again, you probably do need to walk away from all that. So that's kind of my feeling on the whole thing. But overall, again, I can't stress this enough. The show kind of sucks. The show sucks. They went to bed at fucking what, 1230 that night. And the next day they were just stressing about working out at 7 a.m. Like, I'm sorry. And you've seen me, like, when you, when you go on vacation, like, you don't go around the fucking house. You're going to go work out in the morning. Yes. You don't go around the house and you're, like, start checking things out. Like, all right, Never. we're doing this. Like, no. I walk I'm staying out up until 2 door. playing yeah. beer pong, and I'm going to sleep in, and then I'm going to go to the beach, and I'm going to eat a fucking bacon, egg, and cheese that's terrible for me, but it's going to make me feel better. This is kind of a, like, a, Carl's being kind of a dickhead, and he's, the whole dynamic of the summer house has changed. We want to watch parties. I don't want to watch people go to bed at 12 o'clock in their mid-30s and then wake up at 7 a.m. and work out. That's boring to me. That's a real life. That's not on Bravo. That's what I do every fucking day. Yeah. Like, I don't want to watch that shit. And you bring up a great point because this is kind of the dynamic with our friend group. Mm -hmm. Just as far as when we go on, like, family trips. Family. Family. But when we go away together, like, I'm the sober guy in the house. And that's fine. And there's Nobody cares. Nobody gives a shit. And, like, there's some nights you guys are, like, partying late, and, like, I'll check out. I don't say anything yeah. about it. I work out most of the time when we're there. I don't say a fucking word. I walk out the door, and if people are like, hey, where are you going? I'm like, oh, I'm going to work out. And if they want to join me, feel free. Yeah. But never, ever, ever. Fucking boot camp. Never be the guy that walks around the house going, you coming tomorrow? There's room. We got Who room. Cares? We got space. Like, just if you wake up and you're out there, it's not like, of course you have space. Leonardo fucking Da Vinci stayed at your <laughs> <laughs> stayed at your house. Like, of course there's space outside. Like, you live in a huge house in the Hamptons for the weekend. There's space everywhere. Oh, they mean so, space in the class, you dickhead. What class? <laughs> Barry's boot camp is like a. Oh, really? Was Barry's? I thought it was Carl that was doing it. No, it's Barry's. Oh boot shit! Camp. See, that's how checked out I was. I didn't care. <laughs> I was like, this is so dumb. This is so stupid. And also, you know what, Carl? You're not Barry, buddy. Yeah, like, don't check in and see who's going and who's not. Just fucking go. You coming? You coming? No, You're they're going to get drunk and sleep in because that's what we watch this show for. Except I don't. They don't. They I don't, go to bed early. They all, because they killed the fucking vibe, dude. You can't ruin the vibe and then expect it just jump I No, I think, I think this is on Bravo. Bravo should have just, Corey should have been like a full-time cast member. Absolutely. You know what? Corey can go booze hard 
and then go work out the next day. It's the best of both. Yeah, and you know what? When I saw Corey from the scenes from this season, I was excited. I was yeah. like, thank God this guy's going to be Bring there. Bring some new like, life into it. Just to mix it up a little bit. Like I, We are watching a show with like four couples in the Hamptons. Mm-hmm. That's not a show. That's not a show. No. That's, that's, that's fucking TLC. They're going to go get brunch. They're going to... No, it's not, I don't even think it's TLC. I think it's nothing. It's just... It's not a show. No. And I don't want to see it anymore. Although I think they did replace... Who was your boy who you were like, ah, oh, he was so nice. He was a oh, good... Oh, Riley? No, Alex. 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 Yeah, they replaced him with the Marine guy, I think. But the Marine guy seems a little more fun. The Marine guy... I don't even know his name. So, again, Chris. checked it, Chris. Yeah. Chris was... out. In the beginning, like, my first impression, I was like, no, I don't know. I don't know. And then... I loved how he dropped the Marine line because yep. like that, you know, if a guy was cocky and like an asshole, he could have walked in like, oh yeah, I serve for whatever. Yep. Instead, he's like, oh, Barry's boot camp tomorrow, which now you know is a real thing. Um, <laughs> I knew what Barry's boot camp was. I just didn't know that they were going to that. I thought it was Carl's camp. No, no. He's like, oh, Barry's boot camp. He's like, oh no, I went to real boot camp. And then that's how it came out. I was like, yeah. oh, respect. I like that. I like that move. And thank you for your service. Yeah, and he was also the next day, like, playing with a huge bottle and, like, hanging out. Like, he was fun. He's so fun I, I'll guy. give him something. Guy. I think it'll be fun when Corey comes in. I just don't know if this is. And you see, like, a lot of chatter of people. They're kind of checked out, too. I mean, oh. we'll, we'll just kind of see how this goes and we'll monitor it. And you know. We're in for a dramatic season, for better yeah. or worse. I don't know if it's going to be captivating or not, but it's going to be tumultuous. So buckle up. But now we're off to Miami. <laughs> People said there was a comment about the air horn. They're like, oh my God, I laughed out loud when I heard the Miami horn. Good. Yeah. So it played. But um, not much to talk about this episode. No. And it's kind of fine, honestly. I mean, I would say overall, I really do think that the dynamic of the whole group changes. When Marisol is not there. And it's because Alexia doesn't have her little minion or little monkey. I fucking hate when they say that. And Alexia was a different person. Like, she didn't have that one person that's always just ride or die with her. So she mended relationships and she was fun. Nicole had a great trip planned. They went to the Bahamas. The president of the fucking resort welcomed them and took them to their presidential suites. Thought that was a really nice touch. The rooms all look nice. Nobody's bitching about their their beds or anything. It was just a nice trip, and they got to go do some fun activities, and everybody split up a little bit. You can see a little bit of tension between Alexia and uh, Adriana forming. Yep. But overall, nobody really had beef with each other except for talking about witchcraft. And it was kind of a nice reprieve because we know that like next week, even though they teased it last week. I thought we were getting at this with the Alexia fight. Yeah, it's, just, yeah. it's a little buffer. I think next week seems like it's going to be brutal. I did not know what Adriana said to Alexia until I saw that. Did you see the clip for the beginning? No. Oh. What'd I kind of want you to see next week. Well, you've got to tell All me right, what she I said. Uh, essentially, she said, well, uh, there are repercussions when accidents happen. You know that from your son. What? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so now I'm like, all right, fuck that. Like, oh. yikes. That, that's really, 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 really bad. Oh, my God. Really dark, yeah. And I don't know why they played it now. I don't know why they showed the clip of it before the episode today because they did, I guess they did, like, a here's how things went, and then, like, we're going to peel it back, and then we're going to go to Bahamas and show you how it goes. They should have just kept that for shock factor next week, but, oh. yeah, that's, that's pretty fucking rough. So, Adriana's 
fully okay to go completely haywire on Adriana. Or I'm sorry, Alexia is okay to go fully haywire on Adriana. Absolutely, yeah. I can't believe she said that. I'm yeah. like actually rattled right now. Uh-huh. That's crazy. Oh my god. Yeah, she has every right to go off the rails entirely. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'm speechless right now. I don't even know where to go from there. I, what a fucked up thing to say. Yeah. No, I mean, so thank God we got a nice uh, calm episode this week. I will say there was one. Oh, thing. yeah. We're talking about the episode. Yeah, That's there, right. we <laughs> there we are. I, the one thing that, that kind of makes a little bit of sense now, um, after seeing the scene with Alexia and her ex-husband yeah, with her two sons, she's like, yeah, you know, like they really like them. I really want to make sure that they have like a good relationship with their father, blah, blah, blah. It brought me back to a couple weeks ago when... Alexi was talking to Nicole about her father. And I was like, oh, oh so yeah. at least she does do what she preaches. Like, she wasn't just, like, interjecting and being like, oh, you need to do this. I'm Alexia. You have to do what I say. She actually really does it. Like, her ex-husband went to jail twice. Yeah. She said goes to school twice. Yeah, he went to school twice. Um, he should have his master's now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ten years will do it. But, I, you know, I, I guess hats off to her. Like, she still wants her kids to have a good relationship with their father, despite know what's been going on in his life and she's not just pulling them away so you know good for her yeah no i'll give her credit where credit's due i mean we always do but coming around on alexia we know i'm not at all i'm not at all i I feel terrible for her yeah for what was said to her but no i'm not i am in no way shape or form coming around alexia don't want me into the season goes don't want me in with you here but But this is the thing is like we do come around on people that piss us off in the beginning of season oh yeah usually yeah so there's usually at least one or two that will be like okay i get it but I agree with you. The reprieve episode was really nice. I enjoyed this episode. I just yeah. didn't think there was like a whole lot to, to discuss. There I wasn't, thought yeah. that it was fucking hilarious that the center focus of this episode was whether or not Adriana put a curse on Marisol. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, but it was dead serious. And then I got they really confused. They all take confused. it very seriously, yeah. Well, I got really confused because Alexia was explaining it. And she was like, it doesn't matter what you say if your intentions are different. So it's like you can even have the best intent. And then she got like muddled because she's like, you can have the best intentions, but if you don't truly feel it. So it's like, okay, by this theory of cursing somebody, mm-hmm. if at any point during you giving them like positive reinforcement, you have any inkling of a bad thought, even if you don't feel that thought, it just might even pop into your brain or it might just be in, in your body somewhere, you're, you're going to curse them. So even if I say, I hope. Win. I hope that you win a million dollars tomorrow, but if I anywhere in me is like jealous or anything, then I'm cursing you. I, I put the evil eye on you. I guess, yeah. I mean, I don't want to dig too deep into it because maybe we'll end up like cursing each other by proxy. I don't oh, really, let's not you know, curse each other. So I don't want to get. Yeah, I don't want any of that action. But I thought, like, hearing them discuss it, like they're all pretty much knowledgeable of it it was interesting so i was like all right this is pretty cool but yeah, yeah other than that like that's pretty much it the rest of the they, they went down the tubes you had the golden girls on one side you had the fun girls on the other side and everybody seemed to get along and that was kind of nice to watch i thought it was hysterical though that adriana and alexi are coming to some sort of like peace offering mm-hmm. amongst each other and Adriana even says, like, yeah, when Marisol's here, I feel like it's tough. And out of nowhere, with a megaphone, yep. Marisol pops in. Of course, in. With the fucking megaphone. I know, Come every on. time. And then Alexia immediately pops up. Smell you later, Adriana. I'm yep. out of here. Yeah, that's talk to Marisol. Yeah, that's the thing is. And again, like, Marisol's a friend of, but it doesn't, it's all budget oriented, I think. 
that like Marisol's in every fucking she's, episode. She's in the episodes and more than some of the other ones. Yeah, it's just it's got to be budget oriented so that they don't have to pay her as much as the other housewives or whatever. But yeah, you can see that immediately. Like Alexia just turns cheek, runs the other way, talks to Marisol, and then it's on next week. It, yeah, well, we'll rightfully see. so. Fuck that. I can't believe she said that. I'm still yeah. like, I'm still recovering. Holy shit. But now I see why you wanted me to see it like live. Yeah, I didn't want you to hear it from me. I would have called you like, dude, what? <laughs> <laughs> But that takes us to my favorite of all time, my OG, my heart of hearts, Vanderpump Rules. What did you think, episode two? Well, we got to watch the episode together. It was delightful. I know. Um, we had a little watch party here. Yeah, we snuggled up close, oh, one we blanket. We didn't do that. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I'm still enjoying it, obviously. Um, I like that it's doing well, because this is one of those things... I don't know if you ever look at the ratings and, you know, how uh, you're the ratings guy, graphics and stuff. Um, it's, I mean, it's higher rated. It has way more watchers or I guess viewers, you should say, than like Salt Lake did. Uh, obviously way more than like Southern Charm and other things. So it's nice to see a non-Houseway franchise do so well. Oh, it, it almost like so I, much almost like I told you it would. Almost like I said, this is yeah, bigger but than you think you it is. You didn't have any analytics to bring to the table. You were just like, it's so fucking good, dude. I, I watch it all the time. But Big numbers guy, big numbers yeah, guy. Big numbers guy, yeah. Um, no, but I, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. That's refreshing to hear because it's my fave. And if you didn't like it, we would probably be finished. The podcast will be over. No, there's still time. We start at uh, Schwartz and Sandy's, and that's kind of what the whole episode centers around. And they're getting ready for the Daily Mail party, and they're not opened yet. They're not opening yet, but this is their first event, so it needs to go off really well, obviously, because the Daily Mail is a big publication, yeah. so if they fuck this up... They had, like, a runway and everything, or, I guess, red carpet. Red carpet. Yeah. Runway? Did I say runway? I don't know. Are you... Am I okay? Maybe because you uh, saw the Raquel walk in the pageant. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's wow. what it was. Okay. That's how they right, cool. look into out. the psyche of Shooter right there, but... um. We get introduced. Uh, we've been introduced to Greg before. Uh, he was in last season, but Greg is their partner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think of Greg? Fuck it. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like I at first I'm like he didn't know he had no idea what he was getting into, and no. he doesn't even realize there's a show going on. He probably just heard from Lisa like this is a really good opportunity, and he just invested blindly. And now he's practically shooting himself in the foot with all this. But now I'm like I, I think he knows that. Schwartz and Sandys can be huge. Yeah. But he's now playing it up with the cameras like, these guys are idiots. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know the business at all. And he has to have this conversation with Lisa. So, like, I don't really know. I can't really get a gauge on him if he's actually a savvy businessman or if he's now trying to get, like, a little bit of fame on the cameras. It's just, I'm a little confused by the whole Greg thing, but he's a very serious dude, and I am not surprised at all that he rides a motorcycle. No, the, that was the least surprising yeah. reveal ever, and he's like, yeah, I fell off my motorcycle. I was like, Greg, you would drive a fucking motorcycle, buddy. I don't like Greg. I think Greg is a hard-ass... Do you think anybody cut him off, or you think he just, like... No, he probably, like, fell over trying to get the kickstand off or something <laughs> stupid. Like, no, I, I don't like that whole, like, grizzled man of the business where yeah. he's like, you kids don't know any better, like, oh... This, you'll lose your house, you'll lose your wife, you'll lose your kids, you'll end up living in a car in two years. It's like, whoa. Living in a van down by the river. Exactly. (laughs) But it's like, look, you definitely knew exactly what you were getting into when you went into business with Tom and Tom. Yeah. What Tom and Tom are 
and what they are not, okay? They are very good for publicity. They have a massive following. They are famous on TV. They will fill your fucking bar. That I promise you. What they are not is savvy businessmen. So for you to go into this with them, you should have known that you're going to be pulling most of the weight as far as the business side of things go. Just fucking pump them up. Get them so excited to be the face of this shit. Let them pick a couple of things, like a couple of yeah. walls, maybe some tapestries, whatever, and then let them go publicize it. Yeah. And, just and then make them feel like they did a lot of things. Give them enough space to do what they're good at. Yeah. Because they are good at that. They will fill that fucking place. I promise. So for him to take this stance now where he's like, first of all, I think it's shitty to badmouth your business partner on TV, regardless of how you feel yeah, about them. That's like, great. that's a shitty fucking look. Don't do that. Especially to Lisa Vanderpump, who kind of like fathered these kids into what they are now as mm-hmm. far as the business goes. So for you to say to her, they don't know anything about this fucking business means that she didn't teach them anything about this business, which means you are inadvertently shitting on Lisa Vanderpump now. It, she agreed to an extent. I mean, she's pretty much just saying what we're saying right now. Sure. Where they, he just didn't use them properly. So if anything, this goes back on you, Greg. Let them do the decor. Because yeah. it is a representation of Tom and Tom. So yes. you guys take care of the decor. I'll handle ordering things. I'll handle the business side of things. You guys make this look like Tom and Tom. Make this Schwartz and Sandys. Get out there. Get us publicity. Go do some book signings or whatever the fuck you guys want to do to like pump us up. I don't know it's if they're pretty, writing it's books. A pretty simple. But, Maybe they are now. Well, he wrote. I guess Sandoval did write a cocktail book. So yeah, okay. like yeah. you just go get out there, promote us, and they would kill it. Let them make design it. You figure it out. You order the shit for it. But like. It's just the whole, Greg, no, I, I'm not Team Greg. Yeah, I feel like it's a pretty easy business plan right there, Greg. Yeah, Greg, we could fucking <laughs> open Schwartz and Sandy's without your stupid fucking hat. But um, we have to talk about old Pete. Pete and Raquel are still plugging away, and they had one of the most awkward dates I think I've ever yeah. seen in my life. And this is coming off the heels of their last date, which was also super fucking oh, awkward. I mean, it's never good when you're... Carrying over a not funny joke to another date. No, you gotta like, let this go. is my casual shirt. Like, dude, enough. Yeah, we got it. Like, it landed once. I'm so surprised he didn't order nachos. Here's <laughs> those nachos you wanted. <laughs> you, that would have been better than the casual shirt line. I think it would have been. I think it would have been worse. You think it would have been worse? Is it the delivery? It's everything. There's something to that the whole line. thing. There was some. There's something to the nacho thing where if like she sat down and like he goes to the bathroom and says, "Hey, I need you to bring me some nachos." And as he's sitting there, like, they come out, and he's like, huh? I'm I doing a hand motion so. now. I you know. can't see it. I just don't think so. I, I just, I don't fucking know. I, no, he, nothing he does seems like a good move. He has no swag, all right? Absolutely Pete has no not. swag. And I used to feel a different way about Pete. After tonight, and it was literally because of tonight, I feel bad for Pete. I think Pete just wants love, and Pete's just, like, he's... He's the bridesmaid. He's never the bride. Well, he's the stepping stone. Hold on. I think I don't feel bad for him because this is put my mind in Pete's mind for a second. He has that <laughs> discussion. On, can I get you a ponytail? <laughs> yeah, please get me a ponytail, a leather jacket. He has that discussion with Lisa 74 seconds before Raquel comes over and dumps him, essentially. In his mind, Lisa also talked to Raquel. Oh, I did not. Did you? You didn't see the smirk. He made a little smirk when she came over, and he's like, "I get it. I understand." He thinks that Lisa also told Raquel that they shouldn't be dating. He told, or Lisa told Pete that they shouldn't be dating. So now he's like, "I get it. We don't want to date." 
I'm I wouldn't be surprised if the next couple of episodes you see Pete still like kind of working in the background. Like maybe maybe we can do this off camera. Like, maybe oh, we can do this like on our man, own. Man, I didn't yeah, even now. think about that. But that's that's, a great that's call. good though because now we don't have to feel bad for Pete because he thinks that this is all well. Not anymore. <laughs> right, we can feel bad for Pete today. Now I feel bad for Pete today. Yeah, he probably hooked up with another bartender at, at a different bar or something. He's just branching out his weird hookups with all the service industry people. Eventually, he'll make his way to Charleston to food and bev over there. <laughs> but um, I was trying to tie in the food and bev thing. Um, yeah, so I, I, I guess I have to feel bad for Pete tonight after ha- him having to watch that. But at the time, I didn't. That's fair, I guess. I don't know. I just <laughs> I want him to be smoother. Just a little bit, man. Just yeah. a little bit. But like, that's when I start to get in my brain. You know, I'm an emotional person. I'm like, uh-huh. maybe Pete like struggles with this. Maybe like he he has a hard time going on dates, so he can't ever like move on to the next level. I'm like, maybe Pete's really lonely. Like yeah. maybe Pete just wants like a nice girlfriend to like spoil and shit. This is where my brain goes when I watch these things. Well, I mean, he did like go out to lunch with her. Like, yeah, he's hooking up with her when she's blackout at work or after work rather. But he's not just limiting it to that. Like he's he wants to go out on dates. That's he wants what I'm to saying. have some fun. So maybe he has been misunderstood this whole time. Poor Pete. I, there, there you there are. You hey. But uh, moving right along, um, then we get a quick scene with Kate and Lala at um, powdered and sugared or something. Bronze and sugar, powdered I sugar. It was a donut shop, honestly. Yeah, that would have made, made more sense. sense to me. But um, at least eat donuts while you're doing it. But yeah, <laughs> but not much happens in this scene. They're just kind of. Talking, I, I did want to comment on the fact that Lala, it's very apparent to everybody in the group because Lala brings attention to it again. Mm-hmm. Like the dynamic between you and Schwartz is fucking weird. Yeah. Like you guys need to figure this out because we find out that Raquel has set boundaries with James where she's like, no dog. Yeah. No me. This is my dog. No dog. Yeah. My dog, fuck off. Yep. So it's shocking to me that Raquel can. Firm she didn't even know so, what boundaries were. No, she legitimately. She said that Sandoval had to come over and say, you have to lay some boundaries. And she goes, what are boundaries? Literally did not know what they were, still had the wherewithal it to be like. It is funny that Sandoval did that and talked to Raquel about that, but he didn't talk to Schwartz about that? I boundaries? think, well, he did. They talked last week where he's kind of yeah, like, the shared custody thing with the dogs is so weird. It's and it's, it's got to just be a way that like Schwartz can still go see Katie. Like pretty much what, um. What James Kennedy said later, where he's like, yeah, what do I want to do? Like, every fucking week, go over to Raquel's. Be like, hey, I'm here to get the dog. Hi, Raquel, how are you? Like, no, fuck no, I don't want to do that. And, like, that makes sense. If Dev and I got divorced, I would go see Louie. Yeah, all right, that's fair. But Schwartz going over to Katie, he wants to go say, hi, Katie, how are you? Like, what's going on? And he wants her to ask, like, how's the bar going? Like, That's true. That's the whole dynamic there, and Katie's allowing it. Maybe she wants to also have that interaction. Maybe she just doesn't know how to set boundaries. I don't know. But you would think that, like, maybe they would have a better... I just don't know. It, the I whole thing's a little murky. I would like to point out that we are aware that Schwartz and Katie's marriage is different than James and Raquel's Oh, well, yeah, sure. I mean, they did get engaged, yeah. but obviously there's, there's more there. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, they need to... I'm sure we'll see it shake out, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, it'll get figured out accordingly because well, Schwartz I just is going gonna... Uh, Schwartz um, watched what happens live like last week and he was still saying that he goes over once a week and gets the No, with that part, obviously. I'm just talking about like the overall dynamic, the Bubba. Like him pulling her aside to talk about stuff and like that kind of thing where like you need to let her go. And I'm not a Katie fan, but Schwartz, I think that the main 
deterrent here of moving on is Schwartz. I don't think it's Katie. I think if Schwartz pulled back, Katie would be able to move on. And I think something has to happen, like an event such as maybe Raquel, Schwartz, okay, Raquel to be the catalyst for all of sure, that. Sure, sure. Like right now, they're just kind of living and awkwardly living. But if something bad happens, like, hey, I told you not to hook up with anybody in the friend group, you did, kaput. Yeah, so that's what we're looking we'll forward say. to, I, or, I guess. So <laughs> one way to put it. Plainly. Yeah, but um, then we had a really weird conversation with Lisa, and I was confused by her tactics here. And I, you've now noticed that, because we don't watch most of these shows together. I think no. we've watched together like two or three, two or three times. episodes, maybe. Shooter sits quietly and watches the show. I have to comment. So I'll turn and like say things, and he just like, eh, eh, which isn't very fun for me. But because I pay attention and I try to make sure, like, you too. Well, it, how do you, th- how would you be like engaged to me? Colleen also likes to talk during shows and like we have to talk. I'll now we like, we'll pause and I'll be like, what would you say? That's what Dev does to me. She'll yeah. pause the TV and go, and then if I keep doing it enough times and I get it, I would do the same thing, but she'll pause and be like, dude. And I'm like, oh, yeah, right, right, right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's what subtitles are good for, though. No, you no. can still read what's going on on the screen and here in the other multitasking. What? For me. Oh. Because I still get to know what's going on on the While screen. While I'm talking and you to get you. To oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I don't okay. need to hear them talk. I was like, I yeah. Well, that's exactly what I do when I watch with subtitles. That's what everybody does. <laughs> they watch and they read. You no, I shit. like to just listen when <laughs> subtitles are on. I just like the aesthetic. You like, oh, you like the TV getting blocked in certain positions. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Anyway, back to the conversation with Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> Why did she feel the need to be like, you had to have known. Like, why yeah. would you dig in on her about that? Like, she's clearly going through a lot. And you might, like, I, you may feel a certain way about Lala, and I feel a certain way about Lala. But regardless, like, she is going through it right now. And yes, she clearly does understand, like, wow, I must have had a lot of blinders on to not see this shit. What, why would you continue to poke? Yeah, I feel like after the first comment was made, and Lala kind of, like, I don't want to say lashed out, I feel like she gives Lisa probably way more grace than she it would gives give her anyone so else. much grace which is fair yes. and i get that that's fine like you the wouldn't be who you are without lisa so whatever but after the first comment and it didn't go well lisa just kept going at it it, it is kind of like why why are we doing yeah, this she's like what no no what about the first time like think way back like yeah, why like, are we oh, going God. this far back yeah let's traumatize you yeah let's, let's get let's, in there let's make her sob how I'm... many suppressed memories do you have about this <laughs> like let's get in there i want to figure it out like no fuck off the producer and you're like no no keep poking keep poking uh, maybe yeah, a little more a little more maybe i mean that but that does beg the question like is there a producer there before lala shows over and, or shows up to lisa's house and says Hey, I want you to dig a little deeper. Yeah, we want you to like, grill let's, her let's on Let's get in shit. there. Just grill her because you have a different relationship with Lala than anyone else oh. in the show. And we want to know how does she feel about this? And Lisa's just like, all right, cool. We'll do it. That's a possibility. We just debunked it. Yeah. Well, maybe not. It could just no, be. No, no, we debunked it. No, wait. Completely ignorant to all of the signs <laughs> and just being like, I want to know. Yeah, maybe okay. she's just so curious she had to keep poking. It's a possibility. But, um,. This is when we get to Raquel's new apartment, and they're having like a ladies' night. Ariana comes over. Sheena comes over. Sheena, passive-aggressive as fuck, I thought. Yeah. When she walks yeah. in and goes, wow, you have everything you need. That's such a subtle way to say, hmm, this I is small. see everything without moving. Yeah, like, what the right. fuck, dude? Like, we get it. She just broke up with James. James, I guess, paid for most of their shit, which I, you know, hats off to him there. Mm-hmm. But 
She's out on her own. She doesn't know what to do with her life. She right. Can't, she can't do pageants anymore because of Donald Trump. Yeah, what? He decided that 27... She put it so weird. I don't know if... He decided that 27 I, it is too old. it does sound like something old. he might say, but... She was like, 27 is, is the, the last year of your prime or something. Something it was like along those a lines. A weird phrase. And I was like, what the fuck? But like, here's, why in the world? here's the hard thing for me to figure out. Is this an actual rule? Like, can you not... That's what I was saying. Like, maybe, maybe beauty pageants are like government sanctioned events there's no and, fucking way but it would be state by state because each state does it oh, I, I guess i could see there'd be oh, there's yeah. some government funding probably because well, they're there, miss sure. yeah they're miss california yeah. so yeah, i'm an idiot and then eventually it's miss usa ah interesting yeah if anybody That's knows the rules of pageants and if there's an age out some fact checkers we need some fact checkers so let us know and I, I do want to give a quick shout out to Allie, who I didn't think I would like the first episode. Mm-hmm. She stands up for Raquel as much as she can. She obviously yeah. can't overdo it because that would be weird. But James also needs to shut the fuck up about Raquel. He does. But I did think that it was nice of her to say Raquel's very sweet. And when James was trying to shit on her, like, oh, well, she's, you know, she's at the bar. She's at Sir. She's making out with Peter. Like, they're inseparable. And... She's like, no, they made out when she was drunk. Like, yeah. She very quickly is like, no, 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 don't defame her. No defamation here. She's got to be tired of him talking about her. Like, If this is how much he talks about her on camera, I can't imagine how many times he talks about her just making reference to her because he doesn't give a shit. No, he like, That's the thing is he does not, he has no filter, and he really doesn't care what other people think. So if he's thinking about Raquel, he's just going to blurt it out. And if you're Allie, like, good for you that now you're standing up for Raquel in some regard. But you got to also just be tired of it. And you're in a shitty situation where you get to beat all of these people at one time at his DJ set. He can't even be there with you. Nope. Not that he's much of like a, an ally in any regard. No, because he's just going to fucking poke just the gonna, bear. Yeah, he's going to poke the bear and he's going to go do some dumb James Kennedy shit. So you don't really have somebody there to like hold your hand and meet all these people and get you through it. You have to go do it on your own. So good for her being independent. Yeah, it kind of sucks that you spent the majority of the time not talking to the other friends. You talked to the ex-fiance. A little fucked up, but I guess good that her and Raquel can be on some good terms because at least just you know James cordial. isn't going to help it. No, he's going to make it worse, but at yeah. least they're cordial. And I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Are James and Lala going to hook up this season? Probably. Right? Because I, I yeah. felt like last episode, we didn't talk about it. I was pissed we didn't talk about it, but I feel like she was planting seeds. Like, for her to bring up the fact that they hooked up while Raquel and James were dating, mm-hmm. and while she was dating Randall, and, like, to kind of put that in his ear, because you know where James Kennedy's head goes immediately. Immediately, he's like, oh, I got a chance. Yeah. Like, and she knows what she's doing. Mm-hmm. So, I think that she has it out for, for Allie and James. I don't think that she's excited for them. I think that she's going to try to swoop. I, I, I don't, tonight we saw. I don't think she wants a relationship with him, though, because if you, if you listen to Lala talk and she talks about, oh, I met this nice guy and we've been texting all week, but I'm not going to go on a one-on-one date with him. I'm going to go group setting because I don't think I can do a one-on-one date. Like, I don't think she's ready to go dating. I think she just she... wants to have fun. And right now in her current like tumultuous state after Randall, I think she's looking for something familiar, a.k.a. James. Okay, so that's, that's easy for her. It's an easy transition. She still wants to hook up with somebody. Here's a guy that I've hooked up with before. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm not drinking anymore, but I could still see myself hooking up with him. I don't give a shit if he's dating this new girl, whatever. He's not engaged to Raquel, so I'm not like ruining an engagement. I'm just ruining this fresh relationship. I don't give a shit. 
I could see Lala doing that. That's a pretty pretty great assessment. Yeah. I think that that's on the nose. I, I'm with you there. But right, cool. Back to the party. We're at the Daily News party. Fuck the Daily Mail party. Oh my god. Um, you put that seed in my head. Did I say it first? You said it first uh, a while ago. Yeah, so but now I can't cut that part. So when yeah, later, you guys won't hear it. But just know that it happened. You will not hear the Daily News part, but it happened. It didn't happen. Ah, fuck you. Guess but, late, guess late. <laughs> <laughs> You're crazy. You're losing your mind. <laughs> but there's two things, two conversations I want to like hone in on here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number one, Ariana's in the bathroom with Katie. And she's talking about <laughs> maybe, I can't even say that straight face. Maybe now that this weight has been lifted off of Sandoval's shoulders, the bar's opening, maybe we can have some more time with each other. Maybe we can get back to like being together and quality time. You're literally talking to somebody who believes that her marriage was ruined by this bar. Yeah. And you're telling her how excited you are that you got over the hump and can now enjoy your husband again. Zero social awareness. Like, what go talk doing? to Sheena about that. Don't talk to Katie. No. Idiot. Katie's still like reeling from this clearly. And that leads us to our next conversation. But like, have some feel, dude. Like, what are you doing? Talk to anybody else. Say that yeah. to literally anybody else except for Katie. Like, I felt bad for I Katie. I felt there. really bad for Katie there. And I, I don't feel positive vibes towards Katie right now, but I felt bad for her. Yeah. And like, I feel bad for her later on, too. And this is the next thing I want to talk about is her and, and Schwartz are discussing just the bar and like, you know, it gets sentimental mm-hmm. or it gets not really sentimental, it gets emotional. But her and Schwartz are talking about the bar and ends up getting emotional because he's like, you know, I don't want you to think that I chose this over you. And she goes on to say, we chose a lot of things over me, which, you know, there was a lot on both sides of the table. I always thought watching these two, they never seemed like it was a great relationship. They seemed to make it work because they wanted to make it work. Mm -hmm. But there was always shit going on between the two of them. Neither of them were in the right. They both tended to be in the wrong multiple times. It's just they took turns who was wrong, in my mind. But to see them, like, this is real, right? This is an actual divorce. They're working through some pretty heavy shit, and she's clearly grieving still. And he is trying to work through, like, oh, fuck. Maybe this was what ruined us. Maybe this was the final straw. He also didn't get to go home when his dad was sick and, like, his brothers were there. Like, I think that it's really hard to, like, take a stance, right? And I don't, I think people should shy away from, oh, I'm team Schwartz or, oh, I'm team Katie. Like it just, it, it's team sucks, right? Like it just all right. fucking sucks. And it's sad regardless of how you feel. Like I don't, again, not a huge Katie Maloney fan. I felt for her multiple times this episode. I'm like, yeah, that's really fucking hard. Schwartz, I feel for him. He's kind of stupid sometimes, but like you feel for him because he is also a very genuine guy. So it's like, fuck man, like both of them are slighted. We need to just Give them some grace, I think, other than being like, oh, well, I'm Team Katie. Like, fuck Tom. Yeah, I'm Team Tom. Fuck Katie. Yeah, I don't like aligning myself. And there are certain situations where it is possible to align yourself with one side or the other. And you can take a a firm stance. Like, we don't. There was one comment actually that stood out to me that somebody said that we shouldn't be dying on this hill. I don't think you and I will ever die on a hill. Um, I'll be very We change our stances a lot just based off of the information that comes out. And that's what makes us great. um, Humble. Yeah, but in this situation, like, yeah, the the bar strained an already kind of broken relationship, so they broke up. So let's just, you know, we can nitpick some things if it's really annoying and 
Schwartz is still calling her Bubba and she's still kind of like allowing things or she's being mean behind his back, whatever. We can nitpick those things, but overall just fuck, I, I just say let's leave him alone. And I'm talking to the producers. Just let's not harp on this the whole season. No. I, I get like, yeah, they were together for 12 years, married for five. They're now divorced. It's a big storyline, but it is going to get very tired and it's going to kind of suck like to watch because it's depressing. It's just genuinely sad. Yeah. And hopefully they, it, we well, just, I mean, Raquel's going to like, that's going to be interesting to watch. I'm okay because that brings in a new storyline into like the main storyline, I guess. And it'll kind of like distract a little bit between Katie and Schwartz. And I don't think they're going to talk to each other for a while after that. So that might actually be good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, you're, you're not wrong. These conversations are just a little tiring and a little rough. Yeah. They're emotionally taxing. Yeah. yeah. Last but not least, we are back in Jersey and I'm thoroughly enjoying the season. I'm really glad that Jersey's back. Yeah. Um, I think we needed it. We definitely knew that, yeah. And it picks up, like, right where it left off. We're still quarreling between Jen and Dolores, and Dolores is kind of, like, trying to explain her side of things because, no, she didn't give Jen the time of day, but like we said last week, like, you can't talk shit to everybody else at the party and then assume that Dolores is going to come up to you with, like, waving a white flag. Like, you set the table there. So Dolores is like, did I not stand by her this time? Did I not stand by her that time? We get cut scenes of every single time that everybody's talking shit about Jen, everybody. And Dolores is like, no, don't say that. Stop saying that, blah, blah, blah. She's standing up for Jen multiple times. And we hear her later, and I thought it was a really, really good rebuttal when they're like, well, you know, she felt a certain way because she took the time to come to your house. It was a charity event. Just because you guys were at odds, she still wanted to support. And Dolores is like, by me inviting her to that, that's me somewhat extending an olive branch to where, like, it's not my job anymore to fix this. Like, we're, we're on the same level there. She showed up for charity to be a good person for charity. I invited her still because I didn't want to be a dick, too. So like, Yeah, I, I think that's a good point. And it's also, it's sort of an olive branch. I don't know. Like, at the end of the day, it's, it's for charity. So just kind of put your petty bullshit aside and go do the thing for charity because, obviously... I would imagine that Bill was probably talking about it. Maybe not, actually. I can't really see Bill Aiden sitting back and being like, I can't wait for the calendar shoot. I can't He's really see him sitting back and talking much, period. I, yeah, I don't think he says a lot. But, um, it, yeah, it, you still showed up. And it wasn't. it was at Marge's house. So I guess you didn't feel the need to, all right, I'm going into enemy territory or anything like that. Like, yeah, it's Dolores' event, but it's not her house. So you don't have to go talk to her immediately. But I agree. Like, just get the conversation over with. And if you have beef, try to figure it out or don't, I don't care, but don't go talking to every single other person. And then like you said, expect everything to just be okay. Let's go discuss this now. Yeah. Let's like, go no. figure this out. Like, no, it's not going to happen. You're just going to piss off Dolores and out of all of them. Like, yeah, Teresa might scream and everything. Dolores is probably the last one that I, I would want to piss off. Like, never fuck with when Dolores. she stood up in that pool. Bro, I got scared. I got scared yeah. too. Like she would hit me. Yeah, no, I wouldn't fuck with Dolores. No, absolutely not. So like, it's just not a good move. And I, I think this is part of it. You kind of see, and this is an interesting theory. Actually, you might like this one. Jennifer and Teresa's friendship is kind of blossoming a little bit, right? Yeah. Teresa's kind of taking a step back. She's not being as crazy, not as Careful, loud. You're, you're going to be called a Teresa Stan. I well, no, hold on. What if she's talking to Jennifer and she's getting Jennifer all riled up? You got the whole Jennifer, Teresa, 
going to meet Marge's ex-friend, which we'll get into, kind of figuring things out. But Teresa's not really getting angry about things. No, she's not. What if not. she's letting Jennifer do her work for her? But it, it would be interesting just to see if maybe Teresa's taking a step back and she's letting Jennifer take a little bit of center stage here just to see how that goes. She I might see be. some of that. And we're going we're gonna to tread lightly. Yeah. Just because I don't want to be accused just of a conspiracy for somebody. But we do get a quick cut to like Joe and Melissa. And I guess Melissa had to go present at the MTV Awards mm -hmm. with Teresa. And there's a couple things I want to dive into at this juncture. If you'll, if you'll entertain me real quick. I'll, I'll indulge. You'll indulge me? Thank you. So ever since like the off season, there's been conflicting reports coming out of both parties, right? Both camps, the Melissa and Joe camp and the Teresa and Louie camp. The one thing I can say is that Teresa and Louie always have receipts for their shit. Yeah. Melissa and Joe don't. And that is a big red flag because they're talking about this trip out to LA, whatever. And when they're kind of discussing it amongst themselves, Joe takes this whole like sob story, like, you know, our parents are looking down from us. Our parents are looking down on us right now and they're heartbroken and like it's just sad. Like we're probably never gonna like reunite, blah, blah, blah. When they get back from this trip, Melissa tells Joe, like, oh, I was fine, whatever, like kind of blase about it. We were on stage, it was just whatever. Teresa tells everybody at the party later, like, oh, we had a really nice time out in LA. Yeah. I'm like, oh, well, those are two very different things because of how like shitty their relationship is. Like yeah. both of those carry a much different meaning. Now, the whole thing about the seating chart comes out later. We literally just saw, before we started recording, an actual picture of the seating chart. Not only does it have Joey and Melissa across the table from those two, there are multiple pictures from that night of Joe with Teresa's daughters, of, <laughs> you like that? <laughs> of Melissa and Teresa, like every, oh, Joe and Louie, like uh -huh. everyone's intermingling. So this is just further pushing me away from Joe and Melissa. And I know all those people are like, oh, they put up with this shit for 15 years. They're supposed to just cave now. No, they're not supposed to just fucking cave now. But don't keep throwing out allegations and shit if there's stuff to back up Teresa and Louie. Yeah, it just furthers the idea that they're just playing this up hard for the show. And that's what people tend to talk about. And again, like we're not standing up for Teresa. We've watched the show. We know how terrible she's been to Joe, to Melissa over the years how many issues they've had, how many times they've gotten into fights or their spouses have gotten into fights or whatever. All we're saying is Teresa is making, Teresa is saying things that seem a little more plausible and when you have backed up receipts and you have pictures that show otherwise, it's kind of tough and you touched on it with Melissa coming back from the MTV Awards. Her and Joe had a discussion where Melissa said it was just really awkward. It just didn't feel right blah, 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 blah. And like you said, Teresa was like, oh yeah, it was great. Like, yeah, we were cordial. It was fine. Like there really so we weren't were any really, issues. She said we had a really nice time and together. I believe that. I That's did the too. problem. And like, I don't know why the fuck I believe Teresa over anyone else, but when she keeps bringing up receipts and text messages and whatever, and it shows that Teresa is right, I'm going to start to believe that she's right in a lot more situations. And I do believe that Melissa and Joe are playing it up for the cameras. And I do think that Look, I, I don't know where they are as a family, but that's got to fucking suck, right? Especially for, like, Teresa and Louie. Louie comes into this family, and he just wants to try to make things right with everybody. 
and you've got Joe and Melissa over there playing shit up for the cameras that they don't really mean. And then when the cameras turn off, they're being all lovey-dovey. Like, no, that's not going to fucking fly. And it's going to really just muddy the waters moving forward. And that's going to suck for everybody. And here's my big takeaway. And you look at a lot of people are saying like, oh, Louis controlling. Oh, Louis this. Oh, Mm -hmm. Louis that. Oh, Teresa's this. Teresa's that. You didn't see what she used to do. Like, Louis has a past. Louis this. But all that stuff, okay, we watch this from a current perspective. We understand that things happened in the past, right? Everybody these days wants to post on their social media and shit about growth, about change, about becoming better, about being a better person, right? We could be potentially watching that in real time. I don't know. I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm not saying that this is all 100% truthful. I'm saying, are we at a point now where we're watching a husband potentially try to help his wife be a better person? Teresa trying to actively be a better person where she's saying to her friends, I'm seeing a therapist. She doesn't escalate situations when shit's popping off. We're now at a point where we're like, oh, it's all horse shit. Like we can preach and promote this shit on Instagram all fucking day and post some stupid fucking meme about it. But when we actually see it in play, we're going to question all of it and just say, absolutely not. We're not going to say, oh, let's give this time and see this shit play out. Let's see if this actually turns into something. We're going to just quickly be like, fuck you, fuck that. We know who she is. We know who Louie is. Fuck them. That's bullshit. Yeah, and I think that drives me nuts. That that kind of goes with the territory of we talk about this all the time. Like, you view these people on TV as characters, essentially. Right. And look, Joe and Melissa might be characters. Sure. Maybe they are doing all this shit for the cameras, and they're doing something completely different behind the cameras. Who knows? But to sit there and, like you said, and actually watch Teresa apologize and hold and hold her tongue during certain situations and talk about therapy and watch her and watch what happens live where people, Andy's trying to get her to talk some shit and she's not. And you can see like Louie's kind of like losing his shit because he's a little nervous to be on. Like it's actually kind of nice to watch. I don't know. I, I don't know what the fuck happened. <laughs> I have no idea, but it's actually kind of nice to watch Teresa on TV and be nice and not be a huge. Cause look, last year our complaints were, Every single time that somebody had something to say, Teresa would blow the fuck up. And yes. we're like, this is getting tiring. I'm a, it's enough. But if she's really going to turn another leaf and she's going to actually be nice in good situations, and then if somebody completely disrespects her or her family, then she blows up. That's more enjoyable to watch sure. because it doesn't happen every fucking episode. And when she does, and I'm sure she will explode at some point sure. in this season because it's inevitable. Let's be honest. It'll be much more enjoyable to watch because we were waiting for it. And it's actually the right time for her to do that. Yeah, you, like, that's, that's, that's what we want. That's why we watch these fucking shows. So, I don't know. Everybody else who's going to sit there and be like, oh, you're on Team Teresa, blah, 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 blah. Like, shut up. We get a quick peek into um, Jen and Danielle comes over to her house. Danielle is going to be a fucking star. Yeah, I think she has a lot of potential. She, she it could be great. You know, she reminds me of so, two people if you, if you mix them up. Okay, mixing them up. Carmella okay. from The Sopranos mm-hmm. and Margot Robbie from Wolf of Wall Street. Okay. You take them and put That's them into funny. one person and you Duchess? get Danielle. The Duchess. Yeah. I'm going to call Danielle the Duchess from now on. Because I can see that. It's just she gives like that vibe. Like she's very Jersey in a good way. Like she's really funny and like she brings a good energy where it's light. It's like, mm-hmm. she's enjoyable to watch. She makes me, like, smile when she says some shit. I'm like, oh, that's pretty funny. Like, I like her. I like her family. I like their interactions together. Like, the kid, <laughs> he's like, oh, because when I'm older, I can be British, which 
you know, it, sure, shoot your sure. shot. Yeah, it, you can be an actor. Dream big dreams. Yeah. And he's like, she's like, oh, you can be British. Let me hear it. She's like, he's like, mother. And he's like, oh, that's not a fucker. I was like, hey. <laughs> People are probably pissed that a kid was saying fuck or whatever. Yeah. No, I mean, it is funny. And like, like I said, like she has potential. I think Rachel also has potential. I do too. Um, I don't really know about Jennifer and we'll, we'll get there. I love Jen. Jennifer Fessler. We'll, we'll get there. I, I've got a bone, to, really big issue there. But I love that. Danielle, one, she wants to host a party. Mm-hmm. Two, she's just super real. She seems very authentic. She walks into Jennifer's house and she's like, holy shit. I didn't realize I was at like the, what did she say? The Caesar's Palace Caesar's of Caesar's Palace of uh, where Paramus. She, Paramus, yeah. yeah. And, and then when she's talking about her house, she's like, Jennifer's house could eat my house for lunch. <laughs> like, I am nervous to have these women over. And I'm like, I get that. Like, that's pretty fucking real. That's and funny. I like that. And the biggest play of all time was not inviting Jackie. To the mozzarella party. 100%. Absolutely don't. And she is so right on Jackie. She was looking her up and down. And she had that. She was looking for every newbie when she walked in. Like, I'm now a friend of. Like, I'm going to get demoted. Let me see who's replacing me. I've got this girl here, this girl here. Like, Danielle's absolutely right. That's exactly what Jackie was doing. And you don't want bad vibes at your house. No friends of at my house, although Jen Fessler is. But she's a new one. So let her go. And she eats mozzarella like a fucking weirdo. But, (laughs) yeah. Have everybody else, don't invite Jackie over because it gives the wrong image and you don't want to share screen time with her. Let her just kind of go away and be a friend of, and she, we're going to see her later. But I like Danielle a lot. I do too. And, and as she's at Jen's house, they FaceTime Teresa. And I guess that at some point, Laura, is her name, mm-hmm. reached out to Jen and Teresa and said, hey, I've got some dirt on Marge that you guys need to hear. And Danny's like, oh, did you hear it? And both of them felt, or no, she says, is it about Marge or is there somebody else involved? And they both go silent. Yeah. Like awkwardly to the point where I got awkward because Danny's like, um, uh. It was a bit of a long. It was long yeah. pause. It was a long pause. To, I actually had to rewind it two times. I thought I missed something. I was like, oh no. They're Screen just, froze. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. But they, they get this dirt on Marge. And this made me change perspectives a little bit about the initial conversation between Teresa mm-hmm. and Marge. Because initially I was like, why the fuck would Marge go immediately to Melissa afterwards, right? Like, that's shady. For Teresa to do this is also shady. Yeah. So neither of them are correct. Uh, Shocking. Like, they're both, I don't even think that they don't want to trust each other. This is where it led me. I don't think it's that they don't want to work things out. I think they're both so scorned over the years. They're like, oh, well, this is bullshit. I need to yeah. protect myself. So I need to get some ammo on the back end so I can Absolutely. make sure I cover myself. That, I, I think that They've they played do. this game long enough. They right. know how to play it. Yeah. I think that they both, in their heart of hearts, like want to work this out. I just think that they can't get out of their own fucking way because they're just like assuming somebody's going to backstab the other one. It's a possibility. And they are perpetually correct about that, too. They are. And... Yeah, I don't know. It's going to play out, obviously. The, th- the funny thing will be that if, say, Jennifer, I mean, we kind of see Jennifer and Marge butt heads a little bit, but when that happens, like, is Jennifer going to feel okay bringing that information to light without Teresa's okay? Because I do yeah. still feel like she's yeah, yeah. going to, like, talk to Teresa and be like, can I bring this out? Or, like, are you going to feel? Because everybody knows that, well, now everybody knows that Marge's friend Lara talked to both Teresa and Jennifer. So now Marge, yeah, like you said, like she's squirming because there's some shit out there for sure. But it's years and years old. So like, you know, how's everybody going to take it? Who knows? I just can't really see Jennifer doing something without Teresa's okay. 
here's the thing. She wouldn't intentionally. Mm-hmm. She could 100% get so emotional that she slips. That's, that's kind of what I I'm thinking. Yeah, that makes sense. She could 100% get so pissed off that she slips. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I could see that happening. I think that's probably what I was thinking. Yeah, and I, I'm sure that we will see this come to light during the season. Mm-hmm. I say that now, and then we're going to get a Heather's black eye situation oh, once again. Don't but say that. Next week we get. And that takes us to the, the mozzarella party. We did get a quick little interaction with, with Paul and Dolores along the way, which I'm a big fan of Paul. Yeah, I like Paul a lot. Um, he, seems like a real man's man. And he seems open to the idea of having a good relationship with Frank. He's just like, look, this is how it is now, which he's 100% correct. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that you and Dolores are together. You should set boundaries. Frank should respect those boundaries. Period. Yeah. Like, that's fine. I, I, I agree I with that. It makes a lot of sense, yeah. Totally. But as long as Dolores is happy, Frank's going to have to learn to be happy with her. That's it. Good. Yep. Done. But um, to the Mutz party, and... Danielle knows what she's getting into to a certain extent. Like she even says, like, I'm crazy for having all these women here, but mm-hmm. whatever, here we go. And if anyone says my house is cute, I'm gonna be pissed. Yes. The first person to walk in the door. Oh, it's so cute. And she just kind of like <laughs> right away. slaps her knee. And I was like, oh, that's funny. But um before Jen gets there, we get all the ladies around the table and Dolores is there. And Teresa, and this is why we keep talking about it. Mm-hmm is the one to say to Dolores, do you think there's a way through this? Like, do you think you guys can like talk it out, figure it out, at least come to terms? I'm yeah. like, who the fuck are you? And then she uses an example. She's like, I've been talking to my therapist. And you can see the look on every woman's face there. They're as shocked as we are. So why the fuck are we catching shit for it? Everyone's surprised by this. Yeah. And- you got to think that they're way more cautious than optimistic. Oh, for sure. For sure. Like, for and sure. we can be cautiously optimistic because we want the show to be good. Because we enjoy watching the show. They're definitely way more just cautious. Like, let's see where this goes. I don't really know how to feel about this, Teresa. Talking about therapy in a positive way and helping others resolve their differences Mm -hmm. instead of just picking teams and then piling shit on. Exactly. And Dolores is having none of it. Yeah. She calls her a see you next Tuesday. Is is completely over the gen situation and just wants to like move past it. I think she's cool with not being cool but when jen gets there that's when danielle brings up the jackie thing and how jackie's kind of an asshole which she was being an asshole she up and downed you when he walked into the party and that's Mm -hmm. why she's not there but everyone except for jen aiden is wildly turned on by giacomo making mozzarella yeah like it was a full sexual experience to the point where, like, women were biting their lips. Like, like, oh, my God. Like, Giacomo and that cheese, man. Like, I never thought that that would be so hot. Were you turned on? No. Not at all? No. I mean, the mozzarella turned me on. The actual mozzarella itself. Yeah. I, I mean, I got a little hot and bothered. Yeah, I, was, I was like, I want to watch this scene very intently because I love mozzarella. So, yeah, I was definitely into that. I'm not going to call it mozzarella. No, there's only... I feel like I'm not Italian. There's so certain I, people that can get away with saying that. Like, yeah. Dev's mom, my mother-in-law, Susie Q, she can say it. And okay. she says it well. She says, Mutz or Mutzarell, and that yeah, works. Yeah, no. I cannot. I can't do you that. You definitely can't. Definitely. <laughs> Way too fucking Irish for that shit. But no, I, I liked the mozzarella up until Jen Fessler just fucking attacked it with her mouth. That's what we're getting I to. I just can't stop thinking about it. I and know. I politely put it out on Twitter. None of you sickos better repost that video because I don't want to see it again. We had like six people 
put the clip up there. What did you think was going to happen? Bunch of fucking assholes. <laughs> what did you right? think was going to happen? Our listeners are a bunch of assholes. If I had my own Twitter account, I would have posted it on Jesus. there just to piss you off. I just don't get it. Like she was clearly. It was is she trying to be funny? Yeah, that's not. That's no to multiple people asked she on that like Twitter. A Velociraptor thread. attacking said, a piece of meat. Like, does she eat all food like that? No. We watched her eat a sandwich. No. We watched her eat a sandwich. She didn't eat it like that. She now was clearly about it. She was chomping she at that. She was. Point. She was actually now that I think about it. She did take a <laughs> Oh yeah, there you go. But but she clearly was reacting to an uncomfortable situation because Marge and Jen. Oh yeah. Are fucking getting into it and with the biggest pet peeve I have, weaponizing therapy. Yes. Yeah. Don't do that. Yep. First off, she's like, you have marijuana paranoia. Oh God. What the fuck? Okay, boomer. Like, what the hell is that? No. I actually forgot how much I disliked Marge. I know. Until she started. And, like, in the off season, we were talking about her. I'm like, oh, this could be a lot of fun. Like, Marge, Marge Jr. Marge Jr. She's out. I think we just had, it was so playful calling her Marge Jr. that we had a lot of fun with it that I thought that I liked her. And now we're watching her and I'm like, fuck. No. But I don't like anything she does. I don't either. And they're yelling at each other. And Marge does the thing. She's like, you need deep therapy like you are in no place to tell anybody to go to therapy no. one two don't tell anybody to go to therapy because it's fucked up you're pretty much saying she doesn't have the mental capacity to operate in the world that her way of thinking is incorrect what runs her whole body is wrong is what you're telling her pretty much look is she a little off the rails yeah do you have the right to say that to her fuck no, no. shut up margaret and then she goes into the pool, and now she's gaslighting, like, oh, my God, I just tried to talk to her. I just tried to talk to her. Like, no, you didn't. You talked over her. I love when people do that, too, and they talk loud enough so that the other person can clearly hear them. And, like, we just got done arguing, and now you're going to go talk shit over there. It's one thing to be like, she just said this, I said this back, and just recite the facts, because the other people may have not heard it, even though you're yelling in, sorry, Danielle, in a cute backyard. Oh. But to be out there, and not, I'm, my backyard's not any bigger. I'm just making a joke out there. Sorry, Danielle, if you're listening. Um, but to sit there and then spew more nonsense as if Jennifer's not going to fucking hear it. Well, she wants her to hear it, but that's gaslighting. She's sitting by the yeah, she's, she's gaslighting. gaslighting. Yeah. And like, I thought that Jen had a really funny comment. She goes, who needs a Karen when you have a Margaret? I thought that was That hilarious. was great. Yeah. But this is when Dolores gets brought into the picture. And again, Dolores, not the one to fuck with. And if you're going to go after her, definitely don't say Dolores who. Yeah. That was, when she said that, I audibly went, ooh. Yeah. You can't. It's not going to go well. Nah. When you, when you say that to somebody, you're trying them. So Dolores turns out of the pool real quick. I ducked. Because I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and she comes over and actually cools down. I thought she was going to come yeah, in a lot Yeah, she was not as aggressive as I thought. Yeah. Dude, Jen Fessler coming in like, guys, 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 can't we all just, Dolores turns around, not the people or the place, honey. Like, yep. she, this is not going to go over here. This is not us. Yeah. You need to go back in your corner and eat your mozzarella. That yeah, was a, that, <laughs> but that was funny as shit. Cause I was like, yeah, you will not get that yeah. nice approach is not getting through to these ladies. It will not happen. They will figure this out on their own time. Go eat your moots. Mm -hmm. But that takes us to the question portion up first from Oscar Salazar, fellow Brav Bro. Thoughts on Teresa leaving, gets her own spinoff, and then Caroline comes back. Hmm. It would depend on what the spinoff is. 
Yeah, there's a lot. Of- you got to leave Jersey in good hands, which looks like they're kind of starting to do. They're taking the initiative and putting, you know, younger new blood housewives in there. So I'm, I'm a fan of that as long as Jersey's in good hands. If Jersey's in good hands, Teresa could have a spinoff. Yeah, sure. But you got to leave the flagship maintained. Mm-hmm. Can't lose Jersey. Not now. We already lost Roni. Can't lose Jersey yep. too. From Erica Hallie Jerome. Do you think if Melissa and Joe were finally off the show, we could see Teresa thrive? I think Teresa's been thriving. I think she's doing fine. Yeah. yeah um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, new Teresa we're talking about. If that's what we're talking about, then yeah, probably. From Jamie Lynn, with like six N's. Do we love or hate Raquel? Your thoughts on Raquel? Do we have to pick one or the other? No. Gray area in the middle somewhere. Oh, I like her. I uh, leaning towards like. I think we're about to see like potentially a dark season out of her. I think mm-hmm. she might go through some shit this year. Trying to find herself. Yeah. Yeah. So we might we might see you know a much different Raquel than we're used to, but I like her. Yeah, I, I like her right now. From Zoe Kuda Palay, thoughts on James drinking again? I'll take that one. Um, first off, great job pronouncing that name. She's asked questions before. Okay. So <laughs> you didn't have to tell me that. I know, but I'm an honest person. Um, <laughs> look, anybody that chooses sobriety for the reasons that he did, that he wasn't liking how he acted when he was drunk, I think that it's a very dangerous game to play. I don't really support it. I think that if you're going to make that major change in your life because of the person you were when you were drinking, it's never going to be a great idea. A lot of people are sober for a long time then they dip a toe back in and they're good for an extended period of time it's not like it just the first drink they have they fall off the wagon and they're just like unhinged but at some point it tends to rear up again and things get unmanageable and next thing you know you have a massive drinking problem again so no i don't i don't like it i don't think it's a good idea but i'm also not here to tell him what to do it's his life, and it's his decision to make. Sobriety is up to the individual, so I'm not here to point fingers either way. Last question from NDRWSP. Should Teresa flip a car like the rogue Philly fans? I've seen Teresa get mad enough before where it looks like she's got Hulk strength and she might be able to flip a car, so... She can do it. I'd like to watch that. Yeah, I'd like to see it, too. Not all Philly fans flip cars, by the way. No. But we'll, we'll, you know, you keep, you keep talking. We'll come flip your car. There were uh, college students probably from whatever town you're from, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all I got. You got anything else? Nope. All good. Well, remember to follow us on Instagram at brav underscore bros. Follow us on Twitter at brav underscore bros. And follow us on TikTok at brav bros. No underscore. Also, we have our merch. We're going to get a little brav bros t-shirt or something. Head to etsy.com slash shop slash brav bros or just go to etsy and type in brav bros that's probably easier but um lastly we are still on cameo we've got a couple of shout outs this past week so if you want a shout out from the bros holler at us on cameo we'll happily convince your significant other to watch bravo or just shoot the shit with you whatever you want but we do have and i know i say this a lot but it's because a lot of things tend to happen here and it's exciting and i like sharing when i can (laughs) we've got a lot of big news coming up um Something I'm extremely excited about. I can't talk about it much more than that, but just get ready, bros, because we got some some big shit in the works once again. Other than that, you got anything else? 
Nope. A lot of shit in the works. A lot of shit in the works, pal. Brav bros, we're out of here. See you next week. Bye.